0: All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is June 4th, 2020, week 70. Keeping on rolling, as I always like to say. And I was just thinking, I haven't been on this planet, on on Earth for a very long time, a very short amount of time. To be exact and I don't recall ever seeing quite a year like 2020 um, as a pastor says there's trouble everywhere everywhere you look people are up to no good trying to do all sorts of evil things to each other and tearing each other down there's just so much pain and affliction all over the globe we have death um, murder stealing killing and all of that and we just The reason why we like to get on here, we like to always say there's always a beacon of hope. There's always a source of joy. I mean, it's in our title. There's joy in the midst of a storm. There was a bad storm here earlier, and I still had joy through it, but that that can also mean, well, it does also mean metaphorical storms. There are always joy. There's always joy. And um, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about God being our witness. And as Tony um, put for the description of this message tonight, um, somebody could be talking to you about the Bible and they may disagree with what you say. And then they'll go around and ask people like, man, isn't this right? Isn't this right? And just because the other people said yes, that it is right, they'll feel confident in themselves. And this can go for anything. We look for the majority. To agree with us and then we'll feel good about our decision but that, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're right just because the majority agrees with you actually it means quite the opposite when you're looking at things from a biblical standpoint because we already know the scripture says only a few are going to be able to make it in we know that the majority will unfortunately be lost and we're trying to get on here week in and week out and to reach everybody where can everybody who's willing to listen he that had an ear let them hear and I'm reminded of a another thing we all know what happened on Memorial Day to George Floyd we all know and it, it's such sadness it is really sad but um we had an NBA player tweet out and it, um, he said let's also pray for the security guards or the police officers we also pray that God will change their heart so that they can turn around, turn away from their sins. And he got a lot of backlash from that. I mean, I remember seeing people retweeted it and saying, nah, bruh, or somebody else did the face palm emoji and they said, man, somebody come talk to that rookie. Like he didn't know what he was talking about. And it just reminds me, the majority of people are going to be against what you're saying. Now what the basketball player said was right, because there is that's the only way we're going to see change in, in this earth, the change that we all want, the peace that we all want, is if the people who's doing wrong have a change of heart. Now a lot of people look at that tweet and, and get the assumption that he's only feeling sympathetic towards the cops and not for the victim. When that's not the case, we we're praying for the victim as well. But we also plan for praying for all of the cops, the, the bad cops, especially that they have a change of heart. that they repent and turn from their evil ways and start using that power for the glory of God and not for evilness. And also pray for the um, the actual good police officers because they're facing a lot of turmoil and they didn't have anything to do with it. So we definitely pray for each and everybody who's involved in any kind of situation. Um, and just We always like to remind you that there's always joy. So without any further ado, I see we have a few comments already. Who is this? Ambrielle says, amen and praise the Lord. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Amen, that is, that's all we need, his righteousness. I'm glad that you said his righteousness and not our righteousness must seek him and his righteousness at all times so again without any further ado we want to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message
1: thank you melvin uh before we begin as always we like to start by saying a prayer if you guys can and will bow your heads with us heavenly father we come before you as humbly as as gracious as we possibly can lord we we come before you and we're first wanting to say thank you lord for All the many blessings that you've given to us, Lord, for the things that you continue to do for us, Lord, that we know we don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. There's nothing that we can do for you that says we deserve anything from you. So, Lord, we first say thank you. And, Lord, beyond that, we're praying for all of our hearts, Lord, that they would be changed, that we would become more like you, Lord, that you would increase and we would all decrease. Uh, every day Lord we're praying that we would see you as you are Lord and that we would become the sons and daughters that you're that you're asking for that you need us to be so that our light can shine so that people may see our good works but it's only you Lord so we're praying so many things Lord we're praying for those that are sick those that are going through Uh, perilous times, Lord, those that are troubled, those that are going through depression, anxiety. I mean, everything that's going on in the world, Lord, we're praying that you would just continue to be that light, that you would continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm. So Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Melvin already mentioned, uh, we're talking about the witness of God, Uh, because a lot of times, uh, as he said, we look for other people to validate our our point, to validate uh, what we say. But what about God being our witness? Uh, And so I wanted to look at that. Uh, We'll go to Hebrews. I won't prolong it. We'll go to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and we'll look at verse one here.
0: Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us.
1: So Paul here, he says, wherefore, uh, we believe it to be Paul. We actually don't know the writer of Hebrews, but we believe it to be Paul here. He says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, in the chapter before, chapter 11, we see so many people being brought up uh, and their testimony, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I mean, we see so many individuals and the things that they've done. Uh, throughout time Noah I mean so many people who have by faith did the will of God faith caused them to actually do something Uh, and so now when we move over to chapter 12 we find uh, the writer here says we are compassed also with so great a cloud of witnesses and now as I thought about this I thought about uh, the witnesses that we just seen in the chapter before uh, the people I mentioned plus so many others the witness that they gave the testimonies that they had that proved to us that God is real you know I was talking to someone I don't know maybe a week or two ago and they were trying to uh, determine if God was even real, and I assured them. I said, "You can know for yourself. You can find out for yourself if God is real. Try Him. Test out the things that the Scripture says, and see if they'll come true. You can find out for yourself. God will give His witness to you, and that's what I wanted to look at." He said, "We're compassed." about was so great a cloud of witnesses. The cloud of witnesses. I thought about how uh, so often throughout the Old Testament, God would appear with a cloud. Uh, Even with the children of Israel, he led them by day as a pillar of cloud. He led them. Uh, Even when Moses went up to the mount, mount sinai god appeared as a cloud Uh, even when jesus when he was uh, about to ascend back into heaven or when he did ascend back into heaven as he stood there talking to the disciples it tells us that a cloud he 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 disappeared into a cloud the cloud Uh, so it says we have so great a cloud of witness witnesses so my mind got to thinking about the great and terrible God the God that we all serve Uh, he's been so good to us but there's so many of us uh, we're going to see him from a different perspective because he's going to do some terrible things uh, in our sight but sticking with the topic here we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, hold on to the witnesses there, because I want to go back and look at uh, the book of John, the third chapter. And we'll find something interesting here that Jesus told Nicodemus. So we'll go back to John, the third chapter. And we'll look at verse uh, 10. We'll start at 10 here.
0: Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Verily, verily I say unto thee, We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. Now
1: Jesus tells Nicodemus, he said, You have not received our witness. Paul tells us, now this is after some time has passed in the book of Hebrews. Paul then tells us, We are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Paul had then received the witness. But when we go back, we find that not everyone has received this witness. Jesus told this man, he said, you hadn't received the witness. Now, this did not mean Nicodemus didn't believe in God, because we find clearly in verse 2, he believed in God. Read verse 2, Melvin.
0: The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Now,
1: Nicodemus declares that he believes in God, and in fact, he believes Jesus was sent by God. That's the declaration that he makes, but yet Jesus still tells him he has not received the witness. And that's what is important today is receiving the witness of God, allowing God to be your witness, because we hear the testimony of so many other people. uh, But what's important is that we receive the witness of God so that God is backing what we say. God has our backs behind what we say, because uh, as we say all the time, if God be for us, who can be against us? So, God being my witness, the witness of God. So, we find here, not everybody has the witness of God, even if you believe in God. It wasn't enough. Now, this is what Jesus told the man. He said, look, you you have not received the witness. So, how do we receive the, the witness? I want to go to 1 John chapter 5. And we'll look at uh, verse eight here.
0: And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. These three agree in one.
1: There are three that bear witness in the earth. This is how we receive the witness of God. We're in earth. We're on the earth right now. And we need this witness. This is what Nicodemus found himself without. Now, that did not mean Nicodemus did not later receive it. But we have to be presented with the information so we can make a decision. Jesus informed Nicodemus on what he needed to do so Nicodemus could decide if he wanted to do it. And that's what tonight is about. About informing you on how to allow God to be your witness so that you can decide if you want to do it or not. This has nothing to do with if you believe in God or not, because we just seen Nicodemus, he already believed in God. And in fact, he believed Jesus came from God. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of you guys believe Jesus Christ came from God. We're not arguing that we're not fighting on that. We agree on that. But now he says, There are three that bear witness in the earth. Paul told us in the book of Hebrews, he said, look, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And these are the witnesses that Paul was talking about right here. These are those witnesses. There's three. That bear witness in the earth, the spirit. And the water. And the blood. Now, I should have gotten it while we were there. Let's actually run back over there. Run back to uh, John uh, chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 5. Because Jesus actually told Nicodemus about the same witnesses.
0: Just using different words. He told about the same witnesses. All right. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Except a man be born of
1: water and of the spirit, he cannot have this witness. This is the witness, the water and the spirit. Now, Jesus tells Nicodemus this and he told him you hadn't received this yet. You have not yet received this witness. So now let's flip back over to where we just were in 1 John. And see if it does not read the same way. Precept upon precept, line upon line. It's still talking about the same thing. Uh, So let's read verse 8 again.
0: And there are three that bear witness witness in
1: earth. There's three that bear witness in the earth. Jesus just told us about these same three. But now over there. He explained it as if it were two. But now we see it broken down into three. <laughs> but it's talking about the same thing. The exact same thing. The witness. God is my witness. This came from God. You know there was a... a When uh, people ask Jesus, by what authority does he do things? And he said, you know, I'll ask you a question. The baptism of John, was that from heaven or was that of man? Who gave him that authority? And they didn't want to answer the question because they knew they knew They knew it came from God. They knew it was from God. Baptism, baptism was something God told us to do. They knew it was from God, but they didn't want to say it because they thought within themselves, if we, if we tell him <laughs> this was God-ordained, he'll ask us why we didn't do it. And they didn't want to feel condemned. They didn't want to feel uh, a guilty conscience. So they didn't want to make that testimony, but they had not yet received the witness. Baptism is a part of that witness because that's exactly what we find here. He said there are three that bear, wit- that bear witness in the earth. The spirit. That's the same thing Jesus said, be born of the water and spirit. Then he says, and the water and the blood. Water and blood is the exact same thing. I know somebody said water is not the same thing as blood, (laughs) but he's talking about water baptism because if you think about it, ask yourself what color or excuse me, what sea did the children of Israel cross to get out of Egypt? And you'll have to make the the confession that it was the Red Sea (laughs) representing blood because water and blood go hand in hand. That's why it was the Red Sea. If you think about it, uh, one of the plagues that God allowed Moses to do before the children of Israel left Egypt was turn the Nile River water into blood because water and blood go hand in hand. It's the same thing. If you think about it, I'm praying somebody would think today, somebody would wonder and and, and ponder on the things of God. If you think about it, when Jesus was uh, actually, before I even go there, the first miracle that Jesus performed, (laughs) he turned water into blood. I know it was water into wine, but it was water into blood. That's what he was trying to point out. The water turning into blood. That's what he tried to show us. If you think about it, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified, the Bible tells us the, the sweat dripped off of his head. The water dripped off of his head as if it were blood. When he was crucified on the cross, they pierced him in the side. And the Bible says, out came blood and water. You can't separate them when it comes to God. See, I know in our minds, we have a different witness. We say blood is completely different from water. But when we talk about God, he puts them in the same category, blood and water. So we find here, he brings up, the water and the blood, because that's nothing but water baptism. That's all that is. That's why we find in John three and five, he said you must be born again of the water and the spirit, because it should go without being said, the water and blood go together. But sometimes we have to break this down. But so here we find uh, John Read that Read that Start over um, at Verse 8 here And there are three That bear witness in earth There's three now That bear witness In the earth Uh huh The spirit The spirit There's nothing but the Holy Ghost We have to have The Holy Ghost That's a part of God Being our witness The Holy Ghost Makes us known Of God And the demons too <laughs> because uh, even in Acts the 19th chapter we see some people trying to cast out demons and they didn't have the Holy Ghost they didn't have the Spirit of God they didn't have his witness and so the devils jumped on them and they said Paul I know and Jesus I know but who are you you don't have that witness who are you That we must have the baptism of spirit, which is nothing but the Holy Ghost. And, and what else does it say, madam? And the water and the blood. And the water and the blood. Because that's nothing but water baptism. This is a part of God's witness here on earth. We must do this here on earth. Receive his spirit. And receive his water and blood, which is nothing but water baptism. Because... That water is turned into blood. And that's how we get the blood of Christ to cover us by being baptized in the name of Jesus. Water into blood. All right. And these three agree in one. And these three agree in one. Now, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed Two now? Because that's all we read about in this verse was two things, water baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost. It wasn't but two here. They're two different things, but they agree. And that's what we find. Flip over to Acts, Acts, the second chapter. And 38. We find the same two agreeing in one. We find the same witness here. Peter tells them, you must receive this witness.
0: Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Water. That's the water and blood.
1: Being baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. That's water and blood because we know Jesus shed the blood for us. That's the name, that's the name of the body
0: that shed the blood for us water and blood. All right, and uh, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Spirit, the Holy Ghost is nothing but the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God
1: coming to dwell in us. The same, too. The same, too. This is the witness of God. So so often we're looking for somebody to agree with us but at what point will we get on God's side will we do the things to make God agree with us so that God would be our witness and Paul said this is the we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses I mean, this means something because Jesus tells us he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Because that's the witness that God gave. We got to do both. Believe and get baptized in Jesus name. That's the witness that he, he didn't say. Only believe I know we read verses where it only talks about believing but that's why we must read and combine all the scripture all scripture is inspired by God all of them so he says we must believe and be baptized these are the witnesses go back to uh where we just were first John. Uh, verse 9 if we receive the witness of men if we receive the witness of men uh-huh, the witness of God is greater the witness of God is greater this is what God told us to do he told us we just read Jesus tell us in John chapter 3 verse 5 he said you must he said you must be born again of water and spirit you got to receive the witness And then he proceeded to tell Nicodemus, he said, you haven't received our witness. You haven't done it yet. You have not received the witness. And so now we find John say, look, if we receive the witness of men, because I can sit here and tell you God is real all day. But the witness of God is greater than anything I can tell you. The witness of God is greater. All right. For this is the witness of God, which he
0: had testified of his son.
1: And we just read what the son said. The son said the same thing. He said we need to be baptized. We need to receive the Holy Ghost. This is the witness that God wants to give us. See, and this witness will cause a change in the world because... If we go back to where we first started, and we've been jumping around a good bit. But if we go back to where we first started, this witness will do something for us. And this is what we all need, every single one of us. Let's read verse one again.
0: Wherefore, saying we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now,
1: we've already established what the witnesses are. Water and spirit. Being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving his precious Holy Ghost. That's the witness of God. We, we've we discussed the witness of man in the last chapter, in chapter 11. But now the witness of God is greater. All right? Let us lay aside every weight. Now, this is what the witness of God can do for us. It'll allow us the ability to lay aside every weight. Uh-huh. And the sin which doth so
0: easily beset us.
1: And the sin which gets us off track. This is what the witness of God does. It allows us to get rid of the weight that we don't need to carry around. See, if anybody has carried anything, I mean, whether it be, you can pick groceries. We know if we grab some groceries, bags of groceries, we pick them up. And we're hoping, <laughs> we're, we're taking the shortest route to where it is we have to go. We're not taking a long way because the longer we hold it, the weight starts to get to us. The weight starts to make your arm hurt, make your shoulders hurt, makes you shake, makes you sweat. The weight affects you. That weight causes so many changes within you. It's the weight. And so in this life that we're living, there's so much weight. There's so much pressure. Uh, There's so many things that get us off track. A lot of times we don't even know what they are. But I've talked to so many people and they say, I'm just so angry. And I don't know why. It's the weight you've been carrying around. It's the sin that's so easily throwing us off track. So many times they say, I'm anxious and I, I really don't know why. I'm depressed, I'm sad, and I cannot figure out why. It's the weight. You have not yet received the witness of God. We have not gotten rid of that weight that we don't need. It's causing so many things in our lives to be off track. Even right now, if we watch the news, if we watch uh, or if we check social media, whatever, whatever it is that we do, we'll see so many uh, disheartening things that will add a lot of weight on you. Because the things you see, it'll change your heart. It'll change your thoughts. People that you once may have loved, you'll find yourself gaining something against them. They may have never even done anything to you. You'll find yourself hating people. That hadn't done you any wrong. It's that weight that we're picking up. But Jesus wants to free us of it. He said his burden is light. He wants us to put down that extra weight. He wants us to put down the sin because once we get rid of that, we can walk freely. We can actually have the joy. We can have that peace we can sleep at night we can have peace of mind all throughout the day whereas somebody else they may have to do a certain thing to get peace i mean even right now with uh so many things uh not going on in the world uh especially with within the sports realm uh, but really in a lot of places but so many people they feel like they don't have any peace because they can't play their favorite sport because they can't watch uh, their favorite player on tv and so as a result they say i don't have any peace i mean what what do i have to live for this this was the only enjoyment i had in life i even heard one guy he told off on himself and then after he said it, he had, to, he had to get rid of that statement. He said, man, I love basketball so much. This is the thing I love the most. And he said, well, uh, well, well, no, that, that's not the thing I love the most. <laughs> I didn't fight the guy on it. But I know he was telling off on himself because he did not have the witness of God. Because God should be the thing we love the most. Ain't nothing wrong with it enjoying some basketball ain't nothing wrong with that but God should be what I enjoy the most he should be what gives me peace that's why he gives us his witness to get rid of the weight the things that are holding us back from the potential that we actually have in Christ so he says uh, let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us.
0: All right? Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, he said,
1: once we receive this witness, once we receive Christ the way we need to, we can run this race with patience. But now, this race is different than any other race because this race is already set up. I mean, it's already designed for us to win because with Christ, we're already victorious. This is just like a movie. We already know we're going to win. A lot of times when we watch a movie, uh, when we watch TV, we don't really know what's going to happen. We're sitting there watching it. But if we had the script already, we've if we've already read the script, We can sit there and watch the movie and say, this is what's going to happen next. That's all that's happening in this this life. The race has already been set for us. With Christ, we've already won. But the only way we can finish this race is if we get rid of the weight. That dead weight that we don't need. Because... Try doing anything. I mean, just your normal life. Put on a vest of 50 pounds and try walking around with it. I guarantee you, after a few minutes, I mean, immediately, you're going to know it's on. But try to go the entire day with that. Try to go the entire year with that. That weight causes a huge change. And so, we're going through life with so much on us that God wants to free us from he wants to free us why wouldn't we take it off why wouldn't we take the vest off why wouldn't we get rid of these things that are so easily destroying us getting us off track keeping us up at night so many things are hurting us as God's people
0: All right. looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of, of the throne of God that's so amazing that
1: Jesus he willingly wants to take the weight from us he wants to take the sin out of our life because while we're still in sin, we don't recognize just how much more free we would be if we didn't have it in our life. We don't recognize it, but he's trying to elevate us. Uh, One place it talks about the understanding that he's given us. He's trying to increase our knowledge, our understanding. He's trying to make everything better for us, but we got to receive the witness. We have to make God our witness. And once we do, everything in our world will change. We can breathe better. See, if you have weight on, extra weight on you, your breathing starts to get heavier and heavier. You get out of breath, you're tired, you're fatigued. You seem like you can't make it. That's why so many times we're thinking, man, I don't know if I can continue doing this. I don't know if I can keep living like this because we have extra weight that God doesn't want us to have. If we're to get rid of that, life would become so much better for us. He wants to get it from us. I want to drop down to verse 14.
0: Follow peace with all men. Follow peace with
1: all men. We need peace because if we don't have peace, that's extra weight on us see you can watch right now we can look at what happens when somebody doesn't choose peace I mean that's what we have seen that's brought up so much uh, strife in the world right now we watched as uh, police officers didn't choose to keep peace with George Floyd. And so we watched the weight that is put on the shoulders of so many people. We watched just how much that weight has affected people. We watched it. And now we're seeing the effects of it. it, it things are getting out of control in the world. But to the Christian, to the, to the person that's uh, trying to live their life for Christ, we must follow peace. We must choose peace. And this goes to everybody. This, this, is, this, this isn't just something to uh, white people in the world. This is to black people. We must follow peace. But to the Christian, because I know the non-Christian people, uh, to those that say, I don't want anything to do with God, I make my own rules. <laughs> those people are going to follow what they want to follow. But Paul says, follow peace. We have to follow peace even when somebody else doesn't follow peace. He didn't say follow peace only if they follow peace. No, there's no stipulation here. Because if we follow peace, it'll get rid of some of that weight. Because violence only creates more violence. That's all it does. It adds extra weight. That's all it's doing. It's adding more things that's going to cause more problems. That's all violence does. So he says, follow peace. All right. And holiness. Mm -hmm. Without which no man shall see the Lord. If we don't have peace and holiness, he said, we won't be able to see God. He won't be our witness. God's not out there backing uh, any evil. That goes for police officers, uh, n- normal people. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, the scientist, the nurse, the. it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what race. God is against evil. He's against uh, violence, wickedness. He's against all of that. So it doesn't matter if you say I'm protesting, if I'm for the protest or against the protest. God is for peace on either side, on any side, because God is not about race. God is love. And I never found where love is only for one race. I never found it. God is love. Jesus died for every single one of us, every single color. That's who he died for. But if we, the more we watch uh, the news and I watch the news, I'm not saying I don't watch the news. But the more we watch these things and we see how one group does this or one group does that, we'll gain so much more weight because read the next verse for us, Mel.
0: Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, mm-hmm. lest any root of bitterness bring up trouble you, and therefore and thereby many be defiled. Lest, the, um, the more
1: we see all of these things and we don't actually put things into a godly perspective, we'll become bitter against so many people in the world and we'll go through life bitter, holding so much weight on us. I mean, I've done it before. It puts you in a state of always being upset, always being on edge. I mean, the slightest thing just tips you over. Being bitter and it'll spring up and it'll continue to trouble you unless you receive the witness of God, unless we follow peace. It takes all of these things to remove To remove those things that God doesn't want us to have. But this is to His children. Everybody's not going to be peaceful. Everybody's not. But God's people will be. So we have to remember to receive the witness of God. And we know. He said the, his witness is his spirit and it's the water, water baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost. And once we do that, it'll allow us to lay aside the weight because other people will look at us. And they say, I don't see how you can do this It's because I don't have that weight on me. I don't have these things weighing my mind down. That's how I can look at things the way I look at them. That's how my perception, how I can perceive things the way God tells me to perceive them. Because God has gotten rid of the evilness in me. I allow God to remove it. He showed me, Tony, this is where you're wrong at. And it was up to me to decide if I want to allow God to take that from me. I said, God, remove the bitterness I have. Towards my neighbor. Remove that. I don't need it. So. That's what it's about. Following peace. So that we can see God. We can see him as he is. So I want to go back. And read verse 1. Because I'm about to close here. But I want to go back and read verse 1 again.
0: Wherefore. Seeing we also are compassed about. About. So great a cloud of witnesses. So we
1: have the opportunity, every single one of us, we have the opportunity to receive God's witnesses. We have that chance. And if we do, this is what it gives us the power to do. Because Jesus told him, he said, "Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It takes power to remove this weight. It takes the power of God because this weight is too strong for us to remove on our own. We're barely making it around with it. We don't know how to remove it. We don't know how to get rid of these things that are uh, plaguing us. I mean, we have different addictions. We have different problems. And people are wondering, how do I get rid of this? I cannot seem to get rid of this problem I have. And so sometimes people give up and they feel, man, this is just who I am. I can't change it. But God says he can. You can. Once you're compassed about with his witness, once you receive his spirit and his blood and the water, the water baptism, once you receive this witness, then you can lay aside every weight. Those things you thought you never could get rid of. There's hope in God. There is joy in the midst of the storm. That's what he gives his witness for. Not so we can accept uh, issues that we have. No, he said, you can come out of those. You can come out of the shortcomings. The things that are tearing you up inside, you can come out of that. Some people say, I just don't know how not to stress. God can help you. He can help you not stress over those things you've been stressing about. He can help you not to have hate for people, even though you may feel, I don't even know why I hate them. God can help you remove that. It's weight that we don't need. I mean, eventually that weight is going to cause you to collapse. But God wants to free us. So he says, Let us lay aside
0: every weight, all right? And the sin which doth so easily beset us.
1: And the sin, so many times people feel that they cannot get rid of their sin. They say, this is the sin that I do, and I just can't help it. But that's not what we find. That's what God gives us his witness for, his power to give us power over the sin that we do so that we no longer have to do those same sins that's what his power is for that's what his witness is for but do you choose this witness do you want this witness that's your choice we all have a choice today do we want to give god what he desires or will we continue to make excuses just like everyone else because we love to point the finger at somebody else (laughs) We say, well, they still doing it (laughs) because we don't look at ourselves. I was talking to someone about this earlier. We don't look at ourselves a lot because majority of the day, we're not sitting around looking in a mirror. Majority of the day, we're looking at one another. I can see all Melvin's problems. That's all I look at is Melvin's problems. That's all I look at every day. I'm sitting there looking, man. Heaven got this problem. He got that. That's all we look at is one another's problems. But we don't go and look in the mirror too often. Because when we do, we don't like what we see. So we turn away. (laughs) We don't look at our own issues often. But God wants us to look at ourselves. Because looking at myself, I can find what issues I have and then I can lay them aside because I don't need those.
0: All right. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our
1: faith. Did we finish one? Read one again, I'm sorry.
0: Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want to get
1: one one last verse. He said, we can run this race with patience. We can run this race with patience. But now, I want to get uh, Galatians, the fifth chapter. Because If we're not careful, if we don't remove the weight and the sin that's throwing us off track, we won't be able to finish the race. Let's look at what Paul said in Galatians 5 and 7.
0: He did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? He said, you ran well, but you were stopped.
1: You were hindered. The weight hindered. The sin. It so easily beset us. It got us off track. We started running well. We were trying to do right. But that weight, it wouldn't allow us to go far. We couldn't even finish the race. So. This is why it's so important to remove those things that are holding us back. To get rid of them because God wants to free us. So I'm praying that somebody would receive the witness of God because his witness is greater than any of our witness. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I believe. God's witness is greater. And he wants every last one of us to receive his witness, because his witness will free us. He said, "The truth will set you free," and he is the truth. His witness is true. So I'm gonna turn it back over to Melvin.
0: <laughs> man, you done? Yeah, um, you good But um, I don't know. It's just so much to say about what's going on now and. About everything, really. I remember um, I used to struggle with a lot of different things, like a lot of different things. And um, just about the situation that happened a little over a week ago, I remember how I used to be. I would have real deal hatred for that cop because how I was looking at it from a natural standpoint, like, man, he killed one of my people. And I would have so much hatred, like, I would want to go kill him myself. And I know a lot of people have that same tendency, have that same urge to do that. But I'm glad that I allow God to remove that from my heart, because if I have hatred for anybody, I won't be able to enter or see the kingdom of God because in scripture it says only the pure heart will see God. So I'm glad that he removed that and that, and just because I don't have hatred for this man, It does not mean that I agree with what he did. Please Mm -hmm. don't misunderstand me. I don't agree and I'm just as upset about it as the next man. And not just because the guy was black. I mean, just because there was a, a, a life that was lost when it did not have to be. But I'm still grateful for the fact that I can look at that and I can be upset because the scripture says, be angry and sin not. So I can be upset and be riled up and want to change without hating the man, without wishing hell upon the man. Because I pray all the time that he has a change of heart. And all the people that do evil, not just the cops, the murderers, the, the thieves, or, or anybody. I pray everybody has a change of heart. I pray I pray that all, all of us come to repentance. Except said, if you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So as sticking on the, top, um, the topic, we have to receive the witness. The scripture that we read says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. I'm sure we all know the scripture that says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. So we have to, we have to, to get it. We have to study the Bible and connect the dots. A lot of people's problems is they want to read the Bible like a newspaper. One place it says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. We just went to a whole bunch of different places and connected the dots. And they're talking about the exact same thing because it's straight from God. No man by themselves can put the scriptures together like God made it. As Tony mentioned earlier, every scripture is inspired by God. But yet we want to look at the scriptures that only is about love, 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 which is is nothing wrong with that. But we have to be weary of the terrible side. (laughs) We have to be weary of, of what God told us to do. And the essential and the beginning is getting baptized in Jesus name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. See, that's what we've gotten away from. We, we, only, we believe that we earn salvation only by going to the front of the church. I know some churches put a chair out. Some churches make you close your eyes and have people come up to the altar, shake their hand, bring you to the back of the church. And they'll say, um, repeat this saying, the sinner's prayer or whatever that I believe that the Lord Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. And that be it. You're saved for the rest of your life. That is a lie straight from the gates of hell. And I'm happy to tell you because I want to see as many people get saved as possible. And that's why we get on here week in and week out. As you can see, this is week 70. We're still trying to reach out to people. And we know that most people won't listen. And most people won't agree with what we're saying. But we accept that because Noah preached for over 100 years. And only seven other people listened to him. His wife, his three sons, and their three wives. That was it. Out of the whole world, only seven other people. So only eight total people were saved. And they were saved by the water. Water killed everyone else that that didn't believe. And you see what the... the, (laughs) A um, pastor said, the truth brings trouble. There's one place in the scripture that says, how about therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. A lot of people will get mad at you because they think that you're attacking them. I get mad because the preacher will point out what they're doing wrong, but he's not doing it out of spite. He's not doing it to attack you. He, he wants to see that your soul saved. In a place in Isaiah, it says, cry aloud and spare not, don't spare anybody. Tell everybody, lift up your voice like a trumpet and let my people know of their transgressions. Why? It's not to attack them. Let them know so that they can get right. And that's what we get on here and try to do every week. We don't mean to attack anybody. We don't mean to offend anybody, even though we know that the gospel will definitely do that. Because in another place, it says the word of God is sharper than any two-headed sword. That's the weapon that we need and not, not guns and not, not knives. Cause we see when the, uh, when the people came to get Jesus, Peter cut off one of the guy's ear, Jesus told him to put the sword up and he put the guy's ear back on. He chose peace, even though the other people, and even Peter at the time didn't choose peace. So if we say that we're trying to be like Christ, why are we doing all of these violent things? Sure we can be upset, sure we may be treated unfairly, but we must look back at how was Jesus treated. It wasn't fair to put that, that crown of thorn on his head, it wasn't fair to beat him like they did. Now I want to ask you a question, did he ever fight back? He chose peace until the very end of his natural life, he chose peace. And that's what we all want. And that's what we won't get until we receive the witness of God. You must receive the the Holy Ghost. Turn away. We saw Peter in Acts chapter two, tell, tell the man that, um, the same people that killed Jesus, repent, turn away from your sins, change your ways. We all know that once we are over in Christ Jesus, we are a new creature. All things are become new old things are passed away but yet we still want to bring over that weight and that sin from our old lifestyles into jesus but we all see what the truth about jesus so we know that the majority of people won't listen to these messages the majority of people won't agree but for the very few that do we definitely applaud you and we hope that you continue. Jesus said, those that continue in my word are my disciples indeed, and they shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If mm-hmm. we've been free by Jesus, we are free indeed. This is a free unlike any other freedom that we can think of. So again, I thank you guys for tuning in. Again, weekend we gotta thank you for all of the comments. You know, Roderick says, praise the Lord. And I can't really use that name. Monette says, amen. And Sister Betty says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we, uh, we thank each and every one of you for the comments and all the questions that we received. Greatly appreciated. And I don't have anything else to say. And I see we have no further comments or questions. So we'll go ahead and end it there. Uh, again, as I always like to say, thank you for tuning in. And as always, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies because there is joy in the midst of every storm, even though it may not seem like it. There he is. There he is. We must stop looking at things with our natural eyes and look at them with our spiritual eyes so again thank you for tuning in we're going to end it there and we're going to see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the lord of god be blessed